Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, today we're going to talk about the company that distributes your Toyota and Suzuki cars. Now, while known as an automotive distributor, our guest Inchcape was started in 1847 when two merchants from Scotland formed a general merchanting partnership. Now, by the next few decades, the firm became one of the early adopters of the internal combustion engine transport revolution, as well as one of the first imported of motor cars into Asia. Now, its modern presence in Asia-Pacific started in 1967 with the acquisition of Borneo Motors, a company founded in 1925 to distribute vehicles here in Singapore. Uh, since then, Inchcape APEC has expanded significantly 3,900 employees across the region and it now distributes new vehicles and parts in major markets such as Australia, Brunei, Hong Kong, Indonesia, New Zealand, Thailand and Singapore. Now, its portfolio of OEMs and brands include Toyota Motor, Subaru, Suzuki, Jaguar Land Rover, BMW and more. And it seems like the next couple of years would be interesting for Inchcape APEC after the firm signed a global strategic partnership with automotive brand GWM in June 2023 to tap what it calls the enormous potential of the Indonesian market. But what can we expect on this front? Speaking of Indonesia, Inchcape and Indomobil also took over the Mercedes-Benz business in Indonesia in April last year. Now, why is this the case? How far is Indonesia a key focus area for the firm? And what is Inchcape's grand plan for the region? Well, for more, I've got with me in studio, Ruslan Kinaban, CEO, Inchcape APAC, to uh, answer all those questions. Uh, Ruslan, welcome. Thanks, Etienne Tian. Um, um, I'm honoured to be invited to the programme. Great to have you on board with us. And uh, Ruslan, we've briefly talked about Inchcape as one of the first importers of motor cars into Asia. Also, the company behind this distributor called Bonio Motors. I'm sure people who own Toyotas would be very familiar with that. But actually, the firm started out as a trading company. So let's hear from you. Where does Inchcape APEC fit in uh, the wider Inchcape business portfolio at a global level? How would you describe the products you provide and the value proposition? Uh, Tian Tian, first of all, I'm very impressed by the depth of your knowledge about Inchcape's history and what we are doing currently. So um, uh, you said a lot of this, uh, but let me try to, uh, to, to recap on uh, what we actually do. Um, so we are a leading global uh, distributor uh, with presence in about 40 countries uh, in uh, the world. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean? It means we represent the brands. Uh, uh, we, uh, we represent over 50 brands. And uh, uh, our role uh, mm. in the relationship with our partners uh, is to accelerate uh, their performance. Mm-hmm. And the way we do it is by bringing the right talent, the capability, the people in mm-hmm. the markets, and also by technology. Typically, our partners prefer to work with us uh, in the markets that are smaller, mm-hmm. uh, a bit more complex, mm-hmm. where we can actually deliver better performance and better customer experience for them uh, than they would be able to do 
uh, to do themselves. Uh, APAC is a growth region for, mm-hmm. for InchCape. Uh, APAC is, uh, is, is a market that has a lot of historic significance. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the businesses started here. Yes. We've got a lot of legacy, legacy operations across Singapore, Hong Kong, and Australia, as you said. But it's also a fantastic growth opportunity. It's a growth engine of the world, and uh, it is also very important for InchCape's growth. Right. Uh, but let's talk about your business units first, right, Ruslan? I understand Inchkip Singapore's business. If we just look at Singapore, it can be split into Borneo Motors, which distributes your Toyota and Lexus cars. You have Champion Motors, which distributes Suzuki, and you have your Inchkip Automotive Services. Uh, take us through the different business unit, because I understand Inchkip operates multi-brand, vertically integrated business models. So where do the different units fit in then? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's again a, a great question uh, with uh, super insight about our business. Uh, indeed, we operate a multi-brand model that allows us to create scale across uh, geographies. So the uh, uh, retail brands that you are talking about mm. allow us uh, to create a unique interface mm. with the customer in the market and focus on the uh, uh, performance uh, of a specific brand and the delivery of our commitments mm-hmm. to, to our manufacturing partners. At the same time, to create scale in those complex and smaller markets. Mm -hmm. We are able to leverage synergies in the back office. Mm -hmm. And moreover, being a global operator, we also uh, provide a lot of services uh, globally. Mm -hmm. So we, of course, uh, in the the back office with global business services, but more importantly, in the area of data and digital. So we we operate uh, uh, digital delivery centers uh, globally, one of them being here in the uh, region in the Philippines, Mm. uh, which do everything from managing our ERP systems globally to the cybersecurity to the e-commerce. Right. Okay. Seems fairly integrated. Let's talk about your global presence, right, Uh, Ruslan? I believe Inchcape APAC distributes new vehicles and parts in major markets. You've got your Australia, Brunei, Mm. Hong Kong, Indonesia, big market for you, New Zealand, Thailand, and of course, Singapore. What Mm. is the current scale of operations right now and which is the most important geographical market where you know, the dollars and cents are concerned. Um, we're just a few weeks away from uh, the annual results announcements. We're mm-hmm. a public company, and uh, I cannot give yeah. you any more insight on the full year performance, unfortunately, at this stage. But what I can say uh, is that uh, when we posted results for the first half year mm-hmm. uh, in 23, uh, we generated about 1.3 billion pound turnover in this region with a mm-hmm. uh, profit growth, uh, organic profit growth of about 25% for Asia Pacific mm-hmm. region. Uh, And uh, what we are also seeing is that uh, Asia Pacific is uh, quite resilient in the bigger uh, scheme of things globally. So we are obviously not immune from the uh, global macroeconomic trends. But but if you look at the performance of the economies across ASEAN in particular, um, we are still uh, fairly optimistic about uh, how our businesses can evolve. Right. Uh, I was going to ask about your financials, actually. But well, since you mentioned that the results are coming out in just a couple of days' time, we shall keep a lookout for that. A little bit of patience. Yes, a little bit of patience goes a very long way, isn't it? Taking a look at the wider business environment, uh, Ruslan, what you can tell us, though, is the number one trend driving growth here in APEC. I mean, uh, we've seen electrification. So how would growing electrification of motor vehicles influence the way you take the company mm. forward? Um, electrification is definitely out there. But uh, I, I would probably start uh, from the broader picture. Um, um, 
we we are talking about changing mobility expectations uh, mm. and uh, the other trend i would probably outline is the rise of chinese oems and yes. electrification cuts through yes. those two very clearly so uh, speaking of the changing mobility expectations uh, there are three things that i would uh, uh, highlight here electrification is one but it's also digitalization customers going on uh, mm-hmm. on the web to research but also to buy cars uh, increasingly so uh, and um, uh, and I would also talk about the importance of cu- uh, customer experience mm-hmm. that is uh, growing mm-hmm. uh, in this new world um, our consumers want more customization and uh, the luxury experiences are becoming more important but if I come back to uh, uh, the point around electrification uh, it's a fact that it's happening, and mm-hmm. it's uh, something that is uh, going to define the uh, future of the automotive industry. But we also need to say this is not a linear process, uh, and this is not as straightforward as uh, it sometimes seems. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, today uh, we probably can say that across the markets where... Uh, electric vehicles are sold, Mm. um, around 8% uh, of car owners are EV car car owners. We also know that uh, depending on the uh, kind of which research you look look into, between 60 and 70% Mm -hmm. of people are Mm -hmm. open to buying an electrified vehicle over the next uh, three, Mm -hmm. five years. So the trend is certainly there. But we also need to acknowledge that there is uh, room for other drivetrains and other technologies uh, um, because of affordability, because yes. of uh, potential economy that it generates, uh, also the uh, the uh, the challenges and investment it takes to build infrastructure mm-hmm. and uh, deal with the range, range anxiety. So, uh, so electric vehicles are definitely happening, but often we talk about new energy vehicles. Mm-hmm. There is a role for hybrids there. Uh, there is a, there is a, uh, there is a probably a more a uh, complex path that the markets will take to 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 get there, and the PRC OEMs, uh, Chinese mm. OEMs, uh, are very important in that mix because mm-hmm. if you um, if you think about the numbers now, uh, over fifty percent of all production of EVs is in China. Yeah, Chinese OEM, OEMs account for more than a half of uh, global sales of mm. EVs, and if you if you think about the actual brand names mm-hmm. in the EV segments globally, number yeah. one is Chinese, mm-hmm. nine out of 10 are Chinese, and 40 out of 50 are Chinese. Mm. So for us, therefore, uh, in order to continue growing mm. and delivering uh, the right products and services to our consumers, we believe that we are best positioned to bring the insight about EV from more developed electrified mm-hmm. countries to the countries that are still on the journey mm-hmm. and guide our manufacturing partners as well as our consumers to the right mm-hmm. offer for a specific market. Yeah, you talked about Chinese uh, OEMs and that's what I really want to talk about as well, Chinese car manufacturers, because um, no doubt they are an important part of this industry going forward, increasingly more important as we look at electrification that has also been talks about um, the production and the prices and perhaps subsidies, right? And that's why the EU has launched an investigation as to whether to set tariffs to shield EU producers uh, from a flood of Chinese cheaper EV imports. So the question then is, uh, I know we are just looking at the EU at this point in time, but when you bring in uh, Chinese OEMs to Asian markets, do you foresee more red tape in future? <laughs> 
I cannot comment on the uh, uh, investigation, ongoing investigation in Europe. Uh, but if I look at uh, um, what's uh, what's happening in APAC and more mm-hmm. broadly with the Chinese manufacturers, um, I think they have demonstrated that they uh, can uh, produce products uh, of the quality that is competitive mm-hmm. at a competitive cost. And that gives them an opportunity to expand more mm-hmm. broadly uh, across uh, across the region, um, uh, they, uh, uh, as we discussed just before, they uh, bring um, uh, uh, quite uh, a competitive portfolio, particularly in new energy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, that will. Uh, still be a growth driver for the markets and yeah. for them in the uh, uh, very competitive environment of APAC. And I do want to zoom in on some recent developments, uh, Ruslan, uh, surrounding Inchcape APAC, because uh, we talked about Chinese OEMs on that front. Inchcape and Chinese car maker Great War Motors, or GWM, struck a deal in June last year to deepen collaboration on a world scale. So tell us more about the rationale behind the move and what can we expect on this front? The, uh, the, the starting point is exactly Exactly what I said. We mm-hmm. believe that uh, the Chinese OEMs over time will uh, be a significant uh, uh, force uh, in the automotive market, uh, and we are today already uh, the uh, biggest international exporter of um, uh, Chinese brands across yeah. the world, across multiple geographies in uh, developing markets in particular. Uh, Great Wall Motors is one of the leading manufacturers in China. Mm. Uh, and uh, we have uh, not just in Indonesia, but uh, in other parts of the region and the world uh, have already established relationship. We mm-hmm. represent uh, Great Wall Motors or a brand in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have uh, a representation for their brands in some of the Latin American markets mm-hmm. today. Uh, and uh, we solidified that relationship by signing the global co- cooperation agreement and the new distribution agreement mm-hmm. for Indonesia. And in Indonesia, uh, we are are looking to bring what we say uh, new energy vehicles mm. uh, to the markets, and that includes three brands, Aura, mm. fully electrified uh, brand, uh, Haval uh, mm. portfolio, and uh, and Tank. Right. And uh, we also uh, uh, are looking to assemble uh, some of those products uh, on the ground in Indonesia um, uh, in the near future. Mm. I know you talked about Indonesia and I believe Inchcape said back then uh, that the collaboration between Inchcape and GWM focused specifically on the enormous potential of the Indonesian market. And if I may just zoom in on Indonesia, mm. I believe uh, you guys and Indomobil also took over the Mercedes-Benz business uh, in the country in April last year. Question is, why are you putting your bets in Indonesia right now? Uh, that's uh, that's correct, and we are putting bets on Indonesia. I'm very happy that uh, you are asking mm-hmm. questions about Indonesia. This is this is certainly one of the uh, biggest growth opportunities as we see it uh, I- across uh, Asia Pacific. Um, uh, it's it's a market of 270 people. It's yeah. uh, uh, the uh, um, market with growth rates in GDP that are forecasted to go at uh, at around five percent in the foreseeable future. We also uh, know that the motorization rates. Uh, 
so the number of cars per population is relatively low, which uh, which is indicated that the uh, the whole market will continue growing. The the other interesting thing is uh, uh, that the uh, Indonesian government has been consistently putting effort in uh, mm. creating that. Uh, EV or new energy vehicles yes. uh, ecosystem, yes. uh, starting from the uh, uh, battery production all the way to um, local manufacturing. Mm. And we want to be a part of it. We want to participate in it and we want to bring the uh, new energy vehicles uh, into the market. And then the last point I would make here is as I was uh, 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 describing our multi-brand uh, strategy mm. across the markets, I think in Indonesia now we are creating a great example of that where we uh, bring complementary brand brands together together with our partners in the mobile. Uh, uh, and we uh, we built a portfolio of brands that can create significant scale with mm -hmm. uh, premium participation uh, with Mercedes-Benz, with Jaguar Land Rover, mm -hmm. with Harley-Davidson, uh, but also with the three brands mm -hmm. uh, from Great Wall Motors uh, mm -hmm. that will create that uh, that, uh, that that solid um, uh, presence for us in, uh, in Indonesia. Right. We talked about a lot of opportunities in Indonesia. A uh, question so if I may follow up, uh, Ruslan, mm -hmm. if we look at Indonesia and the greater APEC business, right, uh, what role will Indonesia play in the longer term and how much of uh, revenues or how much of turnovers do you expect it to take up in future? It's a very early days for us in Indonesia. Yeah. So we uh, we started our first enterprise there with the Indomobile only in 21, uh, distributing Jaguar Land Rover and Harley-Davidson. As, and as you, yeah. you were saying, we just completed those uh, deals and mm -hmm. um, uh, signed distribution agreement. So it's early to say. One thing I'm very confident about is that with the uh, structural uh, macroeconomic mm -hmm. uh, opportunity that we see there, that it will become one of the top players uh, within APEC portfolio and will rival the three biggest ones, the three most important businesses that we have at the moment, which is Australia, Singapore and Hong Kong. Mm. Okay, try my luck here. How soon can we expect that to happen, in your opinion? Um, I, would, uh, I wouldn't uh, give it too long. Okay. And aside from Indonesia, Ruslan, uh, there were also some other exciting developments in the region. Inchkit, for one thing, commenced the sale and service of commercial vehicles across Thailand with Tata Motors. Inchkit New Zealand also acquired distributorship for LDV and Sangyong in the New Zealand market. What is your grand plan for APEC? Uh, APEC, as I said, is a growth region. It should be a growth engine. Mm -hmm. It's a growth engine of the world, and it should be a growth engine for Inchcape. And uh, uh, as I was also saying, um, we feel that the markets are fairly resilient, uh, not immune, but resilient uh, to the uh, macroeconomic challenges. Uh, so my ambition for APEC is, mm. is, is very high. Yeah. Um, and I think if, uh, if there is anything to go by, if I look at the, uh, what we've managed to achieve in 23 in terms of uh, inorganic mm -hmm. expansion. Mm -hmm. So we've uh, established uh, a new business in Philippines with a multi-brand platform mm -hmm. and we've added a Changan brand there. We uh, have uh, discussed the uh, opportunities we've uh, tapped into in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. We've launched the uh, Tata uh, commercial vehicles brand in Thailand. Yeah. We, at the end of the year, we actually signed, speaking mm -hmm. of Singapore, 
yeah. closer home here. We uh, we signed a distribution agreement for BYD trucks uh, wow. for Singapore mm-hmm. that we will start distributing this year. Uh, and uh, we acquired another business in New Zealand, again, mm-hmm. giving us access to the uh, uh, Chinese uh, new energy vehicles mm-hmm. portfolio with Shanghai Automotive uh, under mm-hmm. the LDV brand yes. and, and the Korean brand um, uh, Sanyong. Mm-hmm. Uh, expanding from our fairly limited footprint uh, historically in mm-hmm. New Zealand, uh, which was only Subaru brand, a very successful business, but mm-hmm. with one one brand. So the, the future of APAC will be more markets where we will be present. We will bring more OEMs, and that should be exciting for consumers as well. We will bring more choice uh, to the markets, uh, uh, bringing products from our existing global partners, mm-hmm. but also bringing new uh, manufacturers and their brands uh, to the geographies and APAC. Um, and we will grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, speaking of the future, before I let you go, uh, Ruslan, what are some future plans for Inchcape APAC specifically for 2024? Any deals, partnerships? What can we look forward to in Singapore, in fact? I would probably say three things here. One is... Um, uh, we will continue on the growth trajectory and we need to uh, uh, deliver uh, the uh, uh, against the investments we made, the investments we, we were just talking mm-hmm. about. That would be one key priority uh, for us um, uh, for us next year. The uh, the the second thing would be uh, we will bring more exciting products to our customers here in Singapore mm-hmm. and uh, uh, across uh, APAC. Mm-hmm. And we will continue building uh, uh, and improving our customer experience. And I think Singapore is a fantastic example yeah. of, of that. With the, um, uh, Singapore is a great testing hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great innovation hub. Um, uh, I'm, and I'm very happy that we uh, uh, have uh, our regional uh, office here, regional hub based out of Singapore. Singapore has led uh, the development of our omnichannel e-commerce platform mm-hmm. and its uh, first rollout uh, uh, across the world here. So you can you can buy Toyota uh, vehicle fully online, mm-hmm. including wow. uh, including trading in your car, mm-hmm. including buying your finance and insurance mm-hmm. uh, products online from us. Uh, um, uh, and that's quite unique. Uh, mm-hmm. And we will we will see more uh, advancement in terms of uh, our digital route mm-hmm. to market in terms of uh, the customer experience that we're bringing here in Singapore, but also across the rest of APEC. All right. Exciting days indeed for Inchcape. Thanks very much, Ruslan, for joining us. That was Ruslan Kinabas, CEO of Inchcape APEC. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.